Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, February 1st, 2024. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. Grace, it is February, which is always strange when we get into a new month. But the fact that we are one month into 2024 is especially weird. But to mark the end of January in the Patreon feed yesterday, Jennifer McHugh and I started a new series of Some Like It Pop episodes that we're going to do at the end of every month where we look back on three-ish things that we really enjoyed from the pop culture world during the month. This month, we happened to both pick a movie, TV show, and a book. So it's just going to be a way for us to keep on our pop culture and media consumption and to talk about it. So head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio, broadwayradio.com slash Patreon. You can hear those episodes at the mezzanine tier and above. Had some really good recommendations for you, as well as some things to look forward to in February. Grace, outside of theater... What was the pop culture thing from January that stands out for you? I mean, I hate to say this, but we've gotten back it back into watching WWE. So unfortunately, my pop culture was CM Punk returning to the WWE. That's listen, it's polarizing. Our that listeners is. could care less about what I'm saying right now, but that is that is the theater that I am uh, partaking in this month. Well, I got to tell you, I did watch Royal Rumble last weekend. Uh, <gasps> where shut up, shut up. Did you really? I did. Yeah. Oh, I was a huge not, pro wrestling How are we not texting about this? I didn't know you were watching. Of course. But I did watch it. Uh, and, and Punk got hurt uh, in the uh, in the in the Rumble. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. I mean, it was kind of I mean, you kind of knew that Cody was going to end up winning. We did. He has to finish the story. He's got to finish the story. Right. That's how it goes. So anyway, I I guess maybe Grace, you and I are going to be doing standalone Patreon episodes on the WWE at some point. But um, nonetheless, let's get into the theater news. And I got to tell you, this one, I was just at the Gershwin a couple weeks ago, and I think I'm going to have to go back because yesterday Wicked announced a new slate of stars joining the production in March, and they include the legendary Donna McKechnie coming in to play Madame Morrible. Also, Alexandra Socha is going to play Glinda. Brad Oscar, multiple Tony nominee and former Broadway Radio guest, is going to be playing The Wizard. Newcomer Natalie Ortega will take over as Nessa Rose. And Mary-Kate Morrissey, who was the standby as Alphaba, who I saw go on when I was there just a couple weeks ago, will be taking over the role full-time. She was incredible. They will be joining the cast of Jordan Litz as Fierro, Jake Peterson as Bach, and William Yeomans as Dr. Dillamond. But they're, re- I mean, this is great casting. To think that this show 20 years in is pulling in folks like Brad Oscar and Donna McKechnie to play these parts is really, really cool. And they are continuing to sell very, very well, Grace. But I don't know when the last time you were in to see Wicked, but it's worth it. Like, I think this cast is really, really tremendous. Yeah, I this is the first time in a long time where I go, am I about to purchase a ticket to Wicked like full Mm -hmm. on? Like I have to I have to see Alex Socha. um, Like how exciting is all of this? I think that there's going to be obviously a ton of people that are excited about Donna McKechnie. Every every single person that you just named, there is a cohort of people that are probably lining down the block to see Mm -hmm. them. It's funny because two of the cast members that are currently in Mackenzie Kurtz and John Dossett are going from Wicked together Mm -hmm. to the heart of rock and roll where they will play father daughter, which is going to be really sweet. So it's funny to go from, yeah, Glinda and the wizard. 
to uh, father-daughter. So I'm like, is anyone talking about this? Uh, one. And then two, that you're getting Brad Osser. I mean, it's just, it's really, really great. So I cannot wait to see this group. I think we're going to have to make a moment of it, Matt. Like, I think we, we're we all Absolutely. going to wicked. Absolutely. And I will say, this is not my feel-good recommendation. Uh, I'm going to talk about something else later. But if you haven't seen the video on social media that came from the 15th anniversary Jimmy Awards concert at 54 Below featuring Mackenzie Kurtz doing a little bit of a spin on Diva's Lament from Spamalot, it is very, very good. She is very, very funny in Wicked in this video, and I'm sure she will be in Heart of Rock and Roll as well. So look that up on the social meets. All right, Grace, another story. We, we've had a couple of these. We had one, uh, was it last week, with Alan Cumming coming to Broadway for just one night. Now we have another one-night-only concert coming to the old Broadway, and that is from three-time Olivier Award-winning actor and potentially Tony Award-winning director Maria Friedman. A lot of people forget that, yes, she helmed Merrily We Roll Along that is currently running at the Hudson Theater. But before she became an acclaimed director, she is also quite a major star of the West End stage. She is going to be doing a concert on March 4th at the Hudson Theater. It is going to be entitled Legacy, an Evening with Maria Friedman and Friends. She will perform songs of Stephen Sondheim, Marvin Hamlish, and Michelle Legrand, all of whom she she either had a personal or professional relationship with. We don't know who all of these friends will be, but I have a feeling that there will be quite a few stars joining this one night only production, Grace. Now, this is a benefit concert for Broadway Cares, the Stephen Sondheim Foundation, and the Marvin Hamlish International Music Awards. Christopher Gatelli, who has given up his seat so that you and F could sit next to each other at a show fairly recently, uh, will be directing and music director and pianist Theo Jameson will be on hand as well. But uh, this is very cool. Maria Friedman, I, I think, again, a lot of people kind of forget about what an incredible performer she is. I've got cast out or I, I don't anymore because everything's streaming now, but like I, I used to listen to cast albums with her on them. So this is um, very, very fun and very exciting. Yeah. I mean, like, don't forget, like Sonia Friedman is her sister. Like yeah, exactly. this is this is a very incredibly thoughtful, artistic, like powerhouse of a family. Maria, I, I, you know, and I keep seeing it in all the Merrily ads as well, where they're like the vision of Maria. And so mm -hmm. I'm glad that she is having such an incredible moment. Her vision is incredible for for all of it. But also when you say friends, do we think old friends are going to be at this concert? Maybe. I, how could they not be? I mean, it's, I mean, I they could literally just use their own dressing rooms for it. But I mean, here's some of the other, here's some of the roles she played. She played Dot in Sunday. She played Mary in Merrily We Roll Along. She played Fosca to an Olivier Award in Passion. She was Roxy in Chicago. She was Mother in Ragtime, which she won an Olivier Award for. She was Mrs. Lovett in Sweeney. She was Golda in Fiddler. She was the narrator in the, um, the Donny Osmond film version of Josephine Maisie technicolor dream coat she was also mother abbess in the uk version of sound of music live which you can i think stream on broadway hd now so she's she's got legit chops so this should be very fun if you can get in to see that one all right grace let's take a second real quick to talk about our sponsor for this week better help we are talking about old friends, whether they are Maria Friedman's or other people's, and friendships and relationships with 
co-workers and family members and significant others are an incredibly important part of how we view our lives and how we view our worlds. And they have a major impact on our mental health. It's important to be able to approach those things with the right mindset and not to think that everything has to be easy, that there can be no fights, there can be no hiccups in a relationship, and that everything has to be perfect. That's not how things work. And if you have hit some rough spots in any of those types of relationships, therapy can be an excellent place to work through the challenges that you face in all of your relationships. And because of the ease and convenience of BetterHelp, that is an absolutely perfect place to start. Yeah, as we approach kind of like the new year, we're in 2024, we're in January, a lot of us are kind of reevaluating all of our relationships, the people around us, we're kind of reevaluating how we treat ourselves, especially. And a lot of people have started to say, like, what are the steps that I can take to better ensure a better quality of life? And the first thing I always tell people is like, who are you seeing? How are you helping with your therapy and your mental health? And sometimes therapy can be a really scary word. But the first place to go is to look at BetterHelp. It's a it's a wonderful app. And it's, it's certainly an easier way to get started in such a honestly taboo and scary subject. It, it doesn't have to be scary at all. You can have your help with better help. So become your own soulmate, whether you are looking for one or not, by visiting betterhelp.com slash Broadway today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Broadway. All right, Grace, let's real quick run through last week's Broadway grosses. And we'd already talked about the fact that Gutenberg, the musical, recouped on Broadway, but it also had its highest grossing week of its entire run, basically jumping up $300,000 to come in at $1.46 million. Overall, Broadway was up slightly 4% to come in at $24,615,726. That's up 6% in attendance to come in at $217,847. The average ticket price, though, was down to come in at $113 even. The top grossing show of the week was not The Lion King. It was, again, Hamilton for the first time in a while to come in at $1.7 million. Lion King wasn't too far behind. Then there was Wicked at $1.6, Merrily just behind at $1.6, and then the aforementioned Gutenberg at $1.46. The rest of the shows north of seven figures in descending order were MJ, Cursed Child, Aladdin, Moulin Rouge, and Juliet, and Back to the Future. Overall, we saw a lot of shows do very well in terms of their capacity kind of inching back up. Remember that this was the first week of Broadway week. So the capacities were pretty high overall, but because of the two for one ticket deals, maybe the average ticket price went down. So that is why we saw some of that. But um, overall for this time of year, Grace, seeing a lot of shows have week to week increases is very exciting, especially as we start to see more of these shows begin performances uh, for the new seasons. Those are always uh, good signs for the health of Broadway overall. All right, let's talk real quick about some show and casting news. We talked about Maria Friedman's one night only concert on Broadway. Well, over in London at the London Palladium, we're going to get a two night concert, not featuring Maria Friedman, but instead featuring Alex Newell playing the leading player in a 50th anniversary concert of Pippin that'll take place again at the London Palladium on April 1st and 2nd. It'll be directed by Jonathan O'Boyle with music directed by Chris Ma. No additional casting has been announced, but having Alex Newell play uh, the leading player should be very, very fun. So we'll have more information in the show notes about where you can purchase tickets. 
Uh, we also got news yesterday about who is going to be going out on tour with the stage adaptation of the cult favorite film and I suppose the board game as well. Clue, that tour is directed by Casey Hushin, who directed the production at Paper Mail Playhouse. This is a remounting of that. It will kick off at the Orpheum Theater in Minnesota on February 27th. It will be coming here to Orlando, so I'm looking forward to that. Both John Tracy Egan and Mark Price will be reprising their roles as Colonel Mustard and Wadsworth, respectively. Also joining the production is Mariah Burks, Michelle Elaine, Joanna Glushak, who is always fantastic, Tari Kelly, John Schartzer, Jonathan Spivey, and others. If you want to check out that full uh, cast list, you can do so in the show notes as well as find out where it is heading out. All right. Now, Grace, if I say the name Christian Campbell, do you know who Christian Campbell is? Nope. Okay. Christian Campbell is one, Nev Campbell's brother. He also co-starred with her in the film version of Reefer Madness. But his first big film was a gay rom-com called Trick that came out in 1999. He was recently doing an interview with The Messenger, which is ironically a publication that announced on Wednesday that it is going out of business after less than a year. Um, but he said that he was actually working with the original screenwriter, Jason Schaefer, to adapt the film for a stage musical. Jason Schaefer, the writer, is, is writing the script. There's actually already been one draft of it done, and Jason Campbell is working on him to produce it and to get it up. Uh, this at the time was the highest grossing gay themed film uh, of all time in terms of like how much it made per screen. It was a kind of a Sundance indie hit, but it did very well back in 1999. And they're going to be bringing that to uh, a stage at some point. So as we hear more news, we will obviously keep you all updated. All right, Grace, we talked last week about you had the opportunity to go see Once Upon a Mattress. And while not everybody is going to get an opportunity to see that show, Encores did make the opening number, opening for a princess, uh, available on social media. So you can check that out. I will have that. That is my feel-good recommendation. Mm -hmm. It is a very ensemble-heavy opening number. So that is um, uh, very cool that they put that out. And uh, I love this show, and I'm glad that people are really seem to be enjoying it, Grace, when they have a chance to go over to City Center and check it out. I am once again putting out a plea. If anyone that I know is going to see Once Upon a Mattress, can you please check to see if they have the sleep mask available for purchase? And if so, I would like it. The <laughs> sleep mask was not at the invited dress. They did not have merch open and I was devastated. There is an adorable pink sleep mask that Sutton Foster is wearing in a promotional shot. I need it. I need it in my home. I love sleeping and I love cute masks. <laughs> I love sleeping. That should be like like on my tombstone or something. I would love that. Well, then they'll know that you died happy. I did. I did. Absolutely. I've taken a really long dirt nap at the end of my life. I love it. All right, everybody. That is all that we have for you today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can follow me on Instagram at Grace. Where can people find you? You can find me at It's Grace Aki. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Thursday, and we'll be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>